we are still learning after all these days how to receive from God and there's so many things to say especially because many times people have a wrong impression in their hearts those things need to be corrected there's a point I made before I made severally I need to make it again faith is automatic once understanding comes into our hearts that's how it is so what we need is to keep on going for understanding and the knowledge of the word of God and automatically faith we radiate out of our spirits and attracts the blessings of God into our lives. So as you are paying attention to these words, you are being transformed. We are not just teaching methods. The idea is to reform the heart, reform the mind. Once that is done, then you automatically you will be able to receive things from God. I can't imagine that the Lord Jesus used to go around trying to muster up his faith to get things done. He used to do them automatically and he did them by faith. He spoke casually to a tree and the tree died. Why? Because of the spiritual substance that was inside his soul. And those things come into us simply because we have good understanding and the knowledge of the word of God has filled our hearts. And that's why the Bible says, Paul was writing to the Colossians, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. If this word is dwelling in you richly, it will affect you without you even trying to be affected. That's how it is. It will affect things around you without you even making a conscious effort towards them. So let's continue where we stopped. How to ask in faith according to the words of James. In James chapter 1, we read from verse 5. He said, if anybody lacks anything, we applied it. He specifically said wisdom. Let him ask of God who gives all men generously and it shall be given to him. He said, but that fellow must ask in faith. He said, let him ask in faith without any doubting. For the person who is doubting is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. He says, such a one should not expect to receive anything from the Lord because he's a double-minded man and he's unstable in all his ways. Talking about how to ask in faith, we've already made the first point that we must recognize God as our source, not the methods that he used. We must not focus our eyes on our certificates. Some people, the reason why they have not been able to prosper is because their certificate is their source. So if they have an opportunity that is not directly related with the certificate they have, no, they can't take it because they, feel they hold on to that thing tenaciously. God, look, being educated is just about being educated. God can take you off in a different direction apart from what you studied as a student. Now, so God must be our source, but not any human being. If human beings disappoint you, take it as if God didn't want them to be the one to help. God will send his help in his own due time. David said, send us help from above, O God, for vain is the help of man. Now, the one I was speaking on last was the issue of knowing what you really need as opposed to what you want. What you want is your perception of the way by which your need can be met. Sometimes people teach this and I need to correct it. They say that you must be very, very specific when you are asking something from God. Yes, specificity is important, but not in the way a lot of people look at it. Let's take an example of this wife matter I was using last time. I must say, tell God the kind of woman you want, where you want her to come from, what um, height she should be, she should be fat or slim, you know, uh, what, do you want her to be a university graduate, what she, did she study in school? I said, listen, anything that God will give you something different from what you're asking and you'll still be satisfied, then don't make that thing a prayer point. What I mean is this, if you go to God and say, I want my wife to be five feet, seven inches tall, and God gives you a woman that is five feet, eight inches tall, will you still accept if she's a very good girl? If the answer is yes, then please don't mention height in prayer. Those things just confuse your faith. You will go around with your ruler, measuring everybody, every woman that's greeting you now. You know, listen, if a woman is from one village or from another one, good wives come from everywhere. You can't be asking for a wife for, from God to please your father. You cannot be asking for a wife from God 
to please your friends. What's, are you out of your mind? You understand my point? These are people that can leave you tomorrow. When you are praying, you pray for what you really need. What, do you, what does a man really need in a woman? You want a good woman who has, who has a very good character, who respects her husband, or who will respect her husband, or first of all, who loves the word of God. I'm talking to Christians who love the word of God. You don't want people who take faith as if it's not a serious matter. You're getting my point? You want a virtuous woman. Let's summarize it. If a virtuous woman were to come from Kotangora, it's the will of God. If it comes all the way from Lagos, it's the will of God. If it comes from, um, from Botswana, it's the will of God. The point is that you cannot settle down now and start, in fact, sometimes people, because of what they want, they say things that are against the will of God. You understand? Listen, let me tell you something. If you're a true Christian and you want to ask God for something like a wife, there are statements you make and God is displeased as you are making them. For example, if you're a tribalistic person in that area, you can go and marry. Maybe God can find you an angel that can help you to find a wife. But he will not help you. You understand? So sometimes when we ask, make some requests in prayer, God is just looking at this guy. Say, look, if I injure this guy now, you know, it will be as if I'm being wicked. That is, he's telling me to, you know, subvert my own word. When in the scriptures, God said it clearly. He said, give no offense either to Jews or to Gentiles or to the church of God. God is saying there that once somebody is in the church of God, he's not the Jew, he's not the Gentile, he's not any subdivision of even amongst the Gentiles. The fact is that if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creature. All things have passed away. What I'm going to explain here, we must know exactly what is the real need. People will take it that if you want a car, tell God the specific brand. I don't believe you should do that. The reason is that if you ask God for a Toyota, he gave you a Honda. Will you reject the Honda? If you are not going to reject it, they don't ask for things you cannot, you are not going to reject. So just explain to God, okay, I want a car that will not cost me too much money to maintain, that will be very, very reliable, can take four people comfortably, that will look nice to me, my eyes. That's good enough. What you really want is mobility, you know, to help you fulfill your assignments in life, to help you be productive. And listen, make sure you are not asking, because these are the things that kill faith. You are asking for something to compete with your friend. The only reason why you want an SUV is because your neighbor bought one. This is a sign of unbelief. You will not receive it from the hand of God. You must learn. One of the disciplines of, of Christianity, which we apply in prayer, is to work on our motives. We must have the right motives. You know, That's what I mean by what you really need. We must have the right motives. You know, James said later, of course, in this same book of James, he said, that's in James chapter 4, he said, you, you have not because you do not ask. He said, when you ask, you do not receive. Why? Because you are asking wrongly. And he explained what it means to ask wrongly. He said, asking wrongly means you are asking for competition reasons. You are asking because your friend has bought a car, so you need one. So the one you, you are going to buy must not be inferior to his own. James said it clearly. That is why you ask and you do not receive. Once you don't purify your motives, asking in faith is impossible. You can only ask in faith if your motives are pure. And what I mean by pure, it is not because of worldliness, it's not because of covetousness. You have good understanding concerning what you need this thing for. Do you understand my point? It is not because you are competing with somebody else. Listen to me, child of God, if your requests are based on competition, my friend has traveled abroad. God should please give me money so me too I can travel abroad. It will just be as if he's the only one that is doing well. Everybody looking at me and as if me too I don't know how to do it. When you pray like that, you will not receive anything. If you harass God enough and you harass him because he does that once in a while and you force him to, of course, you will know when you are forcing God to do something. You start doing things that are not right along the way. You take that journey 
they will deport you as soon as you arrive in that country and your money will be wasted. Do you get my point? Just to prove to you that you cannot come to God asking for things that are based on competition. So that is the point about asking in faith. One that's asking in faith must purify the motives and ensure that what they are saying is based upon what God has revealed in the scriptures that he is going to do. That way you will not be tossed to and fro. The specificity that God requires is simple things like a man shouts, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus comes to the fellow and sees that the fellow is blind, yet he asks, what do you want me to do for you? Because a blind person may be asking for money. But Jesus had to be sure. He said, what do you want me to do for you? He said, I want to receive my sight. The man didn't say, I want you to lay hands on me and apply clay to my eyes. Or I want you to say, be open. The way you healed the other man, I heard that you healed at Bethany. No. I want to receive my sight. Whichever method you want to do it, at the end of the day, I want to receive my sight. That is the kind of specificity that we are talking about. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of these and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com and do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening and may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.